with Dr. Michael Gill. We'll be ministering to us today. He is a young but seasoned servant of God. He is a graduate of the Kwame Kuma University of Science and Technology from the College of Health Science under the, the, the Department of Optometry. He is a passionate servant of God that I've known personally, serving diligently for the six year period of his time in school. He has a heart for the youth and is passionate to teaching the word of God. So, ladies and gentlemen, with all honor, to whom honor is due, let's welcome Dr. Michael Gay. You are welcome, Mr. Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, everybody. Um, I hope I'm audible enough for everybody to hear me. And uh, if I could get some responses so that I know at least I'm being heard. Can everybody hear me very well? Awesome. 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 Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Jemima. Um, for me, it's always a pleasure, you know, to have the opportunity to share the word of God with any group of people, you know. And um, don't be fooled by the accolades. I'm nobody, okay? I'm just excited to have the opportunity to do this, you know. It's the Bible said, for we are saved by grace through faith of ourselves it is a gift of god lest any man should boast so there is nothing i can boast of to say i am this or that you know it's just by the grace of god i am what i am like paul says this i am what i am by the grace of god and so this evening i i just want to say a very special thank you to jemima and daniel for this opportunity to share the word of god with you and uh, it's exciting as i'm excited and um, I'm going to talk for a while and then we are trusting God that after that we pray and then if there are any questions, we attend to the questions and they'll be out of here. So for those who don't or are not familiar with me, um, my primary work in the church is that I teach. So um, when I was approached with the opportunity to share this evening i was expecting that i would be giving the ministry of a teacher but interestingly i got a pastor so <laughs> jemima uh, i don't know why you're doing this to me but we thank god all the same <laughs> and i know that it's still going to be a wonderful time i want us to share a word of prayer father in the name of jesus we bless your name Lord, we give you praise. We honor you for the opportunity to share your word with everybody this evening. Lord, I pray that your spirit will penetrate our hearts. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, capable of piercing asunder soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart of men. Father, I pray that the entrance of your word will bring light, life, and illumination. Let it bring transformation. Let it bring insight. Give us double light that we know how to maneuver our way through our understanding of the scriptures in the matter of the five ministry. That we will know how to give honor to whom honor belongs and that we will function according as you have set us in the church. In the name of Jesus, 
Amen and amen. All right. So this evening, like I said, I'll be speaking for a while. Um, I always have a lot to say when it comes to teaching, but I'll try and limit some of the things I'll say for the sake of time. But then I'll be referencing a lot of scriptures, a lot of scriptures. So I would advise that if you want to follow very well, you'll need to grab a pen and grab a notebook so that you can have a reference material for after we are done. Amen. All right, so let me start this way. In the book of Ephesians 4, 8, I'm sure you're all familiar because you're talking about the five-fold ministry. You cannot talk about the five-fold ministry without speaking of Ephesians 4, 8 and Ephesians 4, 11. So in Ephesians 4, 8, the Bible said, Therefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. And from verse 9 to verse 10, we know that he that descended is the same also that ascended up unto the heavens that he might fill all things. So we know that when he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men, it was a function of his descension into the lower part of hell and his ascension into the highest part of the heaven so the work of the lord jesus in attaining that right to be lord was a function of his resurrection so the bible said that when he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men so in ephesians 4 11 we see that now in ephesians 4 11 we see the gifts that he actually gave unto men you know so in ephesians 4 11 we see that and he gave some apostles you get it so and he gave some apostles is actually in reference to Ephesians 4 8 which speaks of and he gave gifts unto men so the gifts he gave unto men are actually the fivefold ministry the persons of the fivefold ministry are not just people they are gifts to the church God gave the fivefold ministry as gifts to the men to men and so everybody who is a pastor a teacher a prophet an evangelist is God's gift to the church you see so the Bible said when he ascended on high he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men and in verse 11 we see and he gave some apostles so the apostles are gifts prophets are gifts evangelists are gifts pastors are gifts teachers are gifts they are gifts gave unto men and the purpose of the gifts in Ephesians 4:10, we know that it is for the perfecting of the saints. And let me correct a misconception that we have about Ephesians 4:11 and verse 12. Okay, so in verse 12 he said, "For the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the edifying of the body of Christ, comma." You see, for, sorry, it says for the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry, comma, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now we know that in the original text there was no punctuation marks. Okay. And um, and so actually, even the whole Bible was it didn't have any sections or it didn't have any divisions. There were no chapters. It was one script. Okay. So in the thirteenth in the thirteenth century, God was God God raised a man who was called Cardinal Hugo, who was responsible for dividing the Bible into sections and into chapters, and that also introduced the punctuation of the scriptures. But besides that, the punctuations did not exist. In the Hebrew language, there were no punctuations. So actually, it says for the perfecting of, so it's not for the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry. Actually, it is for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. 
so it's the saints who do the ministry you see so it is a misconception it's not the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers who do ministry it is the saints who do the ministry for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry you see so so he gave the gifts unto men to perfect the saints so that the saints can do the ministry glory to god so he gave gifts unto men giving apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers to perfect the saints so the saints can do the work of the ministry number two it is to edify the body of christ why till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that we henceforth be no more to and fro you see so that is the intention of god to give this gift unto the church to perfect the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry glory to god so now we can now focus on the pastoral ministry um, specifically the pastoral ministry now when we look at the pastoral ministry it's a very interesting ministry god set in the church and just so we get that out of the way we need to understand that actually god gave these people as specialties to the work that should be done as a matter of fact god has given the responsibility of preaching prophesying evangelizing teaching and pastoring to every member of the church but then god has given this ministry as a specialty so these are offices okay and they are a specialty so for, for example so paul tells timothy do the work of an evangel okay so we are supposed to do the work of an evangel it doesn't mean you are evangelist so the fact that you preach the word or the fact that you evangelize does not make you an evangelist if you evangelize you are an evangel but then if you are put in the ministry or the office of evangelism then you are an evangelist okay in the same way we are to prophesy you see because the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of jesus only prophet he said paul said that he said i wish that all men should prophesy i wish that all men prophesy i wish that all men prophesy prophecy too is something everybody can do in the church but then god has given a specialty to a group of people who are called prophets who are in the office of a prophet so that you can prophesy do not mean you are a prophet amen in the same way the pastoral ministry to recently the pastoral ministry the word pastor has been used very loosely many people say they are pastors they are pastors a lot of people are not pastors and some people unfortunately the pastoral ministry has been suffering um, um this rank accession by groups of people who have made it appear as if there are some you know there are some ministry gifts that are higher than the others so you see especially prophets prophets make them the, the most noise you know those who have the prophetic or those who are in the prophetic ministry or those who are in the prophetic office they make the most noise and they make it look like you know the the, the office of the prophet is 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 is, is superior to any other office and the apostles still have been speaking a lot these days and make it seem like the office of the apostle is superior to the office of the pastor but actually no it doesn't it doesn't work that way you see in god's system each office is important to the growth of the church 
none of it is higher than the other you see so even though the word pastor has been used very loosely these days you should understand that not everybody is a pastor or not everybody is in the office of a pastor hallelujah so the word pastor we look at it from the greek and the hebrew the word pastor in the greek is from the word is 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 from the word headsman or shepherd okay when you speak of a pastor you are speaking of somebody who is a headsman who is a shepherd somebody who tends to flock okay uh-huh. that's a headsman that's a shepherd all right when you look at the hebrew the word pastor is from the word pasture P-A-S-T-U-R-E. The word pastor is from the word pasture, which means husbandman, which means shepherd. So immediately you hear pasture and pastor. You should now reference the book of Psalm chapter 23. And the Bible said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. So it is a pastor that will make you to lie down in green pastures. Okay. And by extension, the word shepherd or husbandman is also the word a special friend in the hebrew a special friend so a pastor is also your special friend actually it's god's special friend to you so god gives his people special friends and these special friends are pastors praise god so we need to understand that there's a very clear distinction there's a very clear distinction between being a pastor being a priest being a prophet so for example in the book of jeremiah chapter 2 verse 8 the bible said the priest said not where is the lord and they that handled the lord knew me not the pastors also so you see so he mentions the priests then he says the pastors also the priests the pastors also transgressed against me jeremiah 2 8 the prophets prophesied by bow so in verse you see he mentions the priests then he mentions the pastors that he mentions the prophets he does not lump all of them together they are all sub-specialty so there's a clear distinction between being a priest the fact that you are a priest does not mean automatically you are a pastor okay uh-huh. so by salvation you have attained royal priesthood but by ministry you can be put in the office of a pastor hallelujah so it's a specialty and it's an office okay so Pastors make you lie down in green pastures. I think you're right. That's a very good punchline. Pastors make you lie down in green pastures. Now, I want to look at when we speak of a pastor, what are we actually talking about? When we speak of a pastor, every time you hear the word pastor, the first thing that should come into your mind is Jesus, our pastor. Don't forget, a pastor is a shepherd. Say, a pastor is a shepherd. A pastor is a shepherd. So Jesus is our first pastor before any other pastor. Before your pastor, Jesus is your pastor. Hallelujah. So in the book of John chapter 10 verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus himself, he says, I am the good shepherd. You see, so Jesus himself proclaimed that he is the good pastor. Wherever you see shepherd, you can put pastor. He said, I am the good pastor. <laughs> I am the good pastor. There are pastors who are bad pastors. But Jesus himself has the audacity to proclaim for himself. He said, I am the good pastor. And he said, the good pastor gives his life for the sheep. Hallelujah. So the pastor <laughs> is the one who, Jesus, our pastor, he lays his life down for the sheep. 
in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20, the Bible said, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of everlasting covenant, that great shepherd, that great shepherd. So number one, Jesus is the good pastor. Number two, Jesus is the great pastor. Jesus is the great pastor. He said that now the God of peace that brought us again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, that great pastor. I don't think there's any pastor that can be called great these days. That great pastor of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And then verse 21 says, make you perfect in every good work. So you see, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, you see. So that great shepherd, he makes you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in the sight of god through jesus christ to whom be glory for and ever amen so jesus is the great shepherd he is the great pastor he's the great pastor in the book of first peter chapter 2 verse 25 the bible said for you were a sheep going astray but you are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls see so that shepherd and bishop of your souls is actually jesus so jesus is a good pastor jesus is a great pastor jesus is the bishop of your soul so we have your own bishops in your churches but the first bishop of your soul is jesus and i love the, I love the fact that he's actually the bishop of your soul not the bishop of your, of your spirits <laughs> he said it is the bishop because it is your soul that needs transformation your soul that needs transformation you see because your spirit has been saved your soul is being saved and your body will be saved so he's the bishop of your soul jesus the bishop of your soul say jesus is the bishop of my soul write it say jesus is the bishop of my soul so number one jesus is good pastor number two jesus is a great pastor number three jesus is the bishop of my soul glory to god now i want to move on to the work of a pastor what is the work of a pastor what work does a pastor do in the book of jeremiah we'll be reading a lot of scriptures from jeremiah because interestingly a lot of the references of the word pastor is from the book of jeremiah but if by extension you want to look at the shepherd then you can look at other places but if you want the actual word pastor in the english and you want to look at your king james bible then you'll be seeing a lot in the book of jeremiah in the book of jeremiah chapter 3 verse 50 the bible said and i will give you pastors according to my own hearts oh i love this one i hear it he said i will give you pastors according to my own heart so you know what god actually he assigns pastors according to his own heart god by his predetermination and by his sovereign will assigns everybody a pastor according as he wills so just as we have the gifts of the holy spirit being given by the holy ghost or the manis- or the manifestation of the gift of the holy ghost being given by the holy ghost as he wills god also gives pastors the offices they are ascribed to god he gives pastors according to his own heart so god sees daniel and says daniel i'm assigning you to this pastor that determination is according to the heart of God. You know why? Because God is the bishop of your soul. God knows your need. God knows the things that you need. 
God knows the things that he needs to work on you with. God knows the shortcomings in your life. God knows your frailties and your weaknesses. And so he assigns to you a pastor. Hallelujah. It's like when you go to a hospital, and I happen to be a doctor. So when you go to a hospital, there's a subspecialty for almost every part of the body. I'm an optometrist, so I specialize with the eye. Okay. So there are people who are special, whose specialties are with the eye. There are people who are ENT specialists, ear, nose, and throat. There are people who are gynecologists. There are people who do obstetrics. There are people who do um, um, endocrinology. There are people who do cardiology and all that. So these are subspecialties in the hospital. And when you go to the triage of a hospital, okay, the first point or the OPD of a hospital, what they do is that they assign you to the place that can address the need you give to the hospital with. Hallelujah. And so God, according to his own will, knowing your frailties and your weaknesses, assigns you to particular people. He said, I have give, he said, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. This is a predetermined relationship. God determines that Jemima will be the pastor of Evans, Evans will be the pastor of Samuel, Samuel will be the pastor of Prince. God determines it. He gives pastors according to his own heart. And look at the next part. He said, I will give you pastors according to my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Oh, great things. So God gives pastors for a purpose. It is to feed you that is the primary work of a pastor. Number one, to feed you with knowledge and understanding. He shall feed you. He said, I will give you pastors. I will give you pastors after my own heart. Who shall feed you with wisdom and understanding? With wisdom and understanding. And know from the book of Proverbs chapter 24 verse 3 that by wisdom a house, sorry, he will feed you with understanding and knowledge, not wisdom and understanding. I will give you pastors after my own heart that will feed you with understanding and with knowledge. Glory to God. We know from Proverbs 24, 3, that by wisdom a house is built. Take note of this. This is, this is, this is becoming um, very big now. Take note of everything I'm saying. Proverbs 24, verse 3, it says, by wisdom a house is built. Note that the responsibility that he gave to pastors is to feed you with understanding and knowledge, not with wisdom. You know why? Because the Bible said, Christ has been made unto us in all wisdom and prudence. And then Paul says that, Paul says that, he said that, I, I have laid a foundation and no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ. So Christ, the foundation is our wisdom. So he said, by wisdom a house is built. By wisdom a house is built. So when Christ, which is the foundation, has been laid, then the pastor will come and build. He said, by wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. And he says, <laughs> by understanding, it is established. When you are established, you are brought to a place of fulfillment. You are brought to a place of satisfaction. The work of a pastor is to establish you. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He doesn't make me to stand in green pastures. He makes me to lie down. He establishes me in green pastures my pastor he establishes me in green pastures by understanding it is established and he says by knowledge the rooms are filled with all pleasant riches glory to god proverbs 24 verse 4 by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches so my pastor fits me with understanding to establish me my pastor 
fits me with knowledge so that I can grow. Number one, my pastor fits me with understanding so that I will establish. Number two, my pastor fits me with wisdom so that I will mature. My pastor fits me with knowledge so that I will mature. Hallelujah. So the work of a pastor is to have oversight as the work of a shepherd is. A shepherd takes time to have oversight over the flock. Hallelujah. The shepherd takes time to have oversight over the flock. So in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1, we know that the Bible said, Then you are exhort, of whom also am an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. He said, Feed the flock which is among you, taking oversight thereof. You see, and that is the work of a shepherd. A shepherd takes oversight of the sheep. My pastor, he feeds me with understanding that I will be established. My pastor, he feeds me with knowledge that I will mature. Hallelujah. Number two, the pastor separates you from those who are not with the character of Christ. Your pastor, he separates you from those who don't have the character of Christ. In the book of Matthew 25, 32, the Bible said, And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides sheep from the goats. So, now it's going to get tensious now. Now your pastor actually, one of his responsibilities is to guide you in the ways of God, and to separate you from bad company. Those who don't have the character of Christ, your pastor will tell you, hey, you don't be friends with this. You don't go here. You don't do that. And you know, very, it's very funny. A lot of people take pastors for granted. When pastors give direction, many people don't listen. They think it is an opinion. But the pastor is not giving you an opinion. God has given or assigned you to a pastor according to his own heart. And this pastor, by his instructive work, guides you in the way. He separates you from those who don't have the character of Christ. Hallelujah. So you'll be doing something. One day your pastor will call you, hey, you don't do this. Or you want to make a decision. Um, for some of you, you know, you have people who propose to you, you know, you want to say yes, and you want to consult your pastor. Your pastor will say no. Go and tell the person no, and you are angry with your pastor. Now, if you go and tell, hey, I'm in love. I'm in Because you are in love, you don't listen to your pastor. When you go and crash, you come back. <laughs> when you go and crash, you come. You know why? Because God has given you as a responsibility to your pastor, and he separates you from those who don't have the character of Christ. I once had a church member the person is still a very good friend. I'm still pastoring the person in many ways now. Who I because I, I, I always tell my flock for those who have those who have been in my church before. I always tell my flock that see, if you are going to enter a relationship, if you want to enter a relationship, you need to let me know. If you are in a relationship I don't know about, it is an illegal relationship. It is not sanctioned by the spirit, and it will crash one day. Whenever I say it, we laugh about it, you know, it's like a joke. So there was this girl. The best of my knowledge she was single then one day i asked her and she said i'm in a relationship i said ah, how have you entered the relationship without letting me know how has this happened do you know what happened actually she entered a relationship with somebody who did not have the character of christ somebody who was not a church going tongue-speaking believer somebody who was not firmly rooted in the things of god and i told her that see this thing into her she thought it was a joke maximum two months the relationship was over and she came back <laughs> and her, her asked for her next relationship he told me about it and that one by the grace of god it's been over a year they are still in the relationship today 
you see so a pastor when god assigns you to a pastor you need to submit yourself to the authority of that pastor a pastor will separate you from the people who don't have the character of christ number three a pastor holds the church together a pastor he holds the church together that is the function of a pastor in the book of matthew 26 31 the bible said that if you smite the shepherd then the sheep will scatter if you smite the shepherd then the sheep will scatter you see so the pastor is the bonding glue that holds the church together the pastor is the bonding glue that holds the church together a lot of churches are not organized a lot of churches aren't put together a lot of churches are not surviving because the role of the pastor has been undermined and the role of the pastor has been ignored the pastor is responsible for holding the church together say the pastor holds the church together say it again say the pastor holds the church together so it is the pastor that does all the background work the pastor checks up on people <laughs> the, the work of a pastor is so serious it's not for everybody that's why you have to be called into the the, the, the office of a pastor to be able to preach properly as a pastor because to be a pastor you have to have a lot of patience because you are the one holding the church together you check up on people some of the best pastors i have known i've known some very good pastors i've known some very good and i wonder how do they do this work i have a pastor friend he visits everybody he, hey it's serious though. the way he's able to visit everybody the pastor visits the pastor takes care the pastor will call you and check up on you when you are you are you are you are you are marrying the pastor is there when you are divorcing the pastor is there when you are burying the pastor is there when you are doing your baby christening the pastor is there my personal pastor i have a personal pastor who has been my pastor since i was born he has been a, has been a pastor for my family for two generations he's pastor for my parents and then when 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 i was giving birth to he did my baby christening and right now he told my pastor and he checks out from me from it's an amazing work that requires a lot of patience because a pastor takes oversight you see so a pastor is the one he's the bonding glue that holds the church together so you see the wisdom of god so whilst the prophet is declaring the mind of christ while the evangelist is reeling people in while the apostle is creating more churches and expanding the reach of the gospel to the ends of the world when the people come in it is the pastor that holds everything together the pastor is the bonding glue for the church glory to god number four the pastor oversees and tends to each flock every flock the pastor oversees every flock the pastor oversees. everybody is under the responsibility of the pastor and god will ask the pastor one day <laughs> God, he will ask the pastor one day. So whoever you have been assigned to, don't give them trouble. Because they oversee and they tend, T-E-N-D, they oversee and they tend to each flock. Your pastor is responsible for you. See, see, see. It is a casualty in the body of Christ to be without a pastor. It is a casualty. Then what kind of Christianity are you living? You need to be under a pastor who tends to you like a shepherd does to the flock. In the book of Luke chapter, that 2 verse 28 the bible speaks of shepherds that tend to their flock by night you see so there are shepherds that tend to their flock by night they oversee and they tend to each it doesn't matter the time of day 
morning, afternoon, evening, night, the pastor is reachable and touchable. The pastor overseas. So the pastor is accessible to people. Hallelujah. And that's the work of a pastor. It's a very difficult job if you, God has not given, if God has not assigned you to the person according to his own heart. A lot of people struggle with being a pastor because, number one, God has not assigned them to be pastors to certain people. When God assigns you to be a pastor to somebody, or when God assigns somebody to be a pastor to you, the flow is easy. Why? Because before the person becomes a pastor, God will work on the person's heart. To grow the person. And when you are to a certain point, then God will assign you to a pastor. Okay? Then the pastor will now change to you by day and by night. Hallelujah. The pastor will change you by day and by night. Our pastor, our pastors who, who came to us day and night. There are people, when you call them in the night, they are there. When you call them in the morning, they are there. Glory to God. They are pastors that tend to the flock by day and by night. Pastors don't give excuses. Pastors don't give excuses. Pastors, <laughs> it's crazy. I have a pastor friend, okay? And he said something. He said that one of the most difficult things to do as a pastor is that you have to be there for the people no matter. I was just, I was with pastor friend. And he said, it's so difficult that he had church members. One of the church members had lost the father. So he had to go and visit, you know, and the pastor visits. He has to go and visit. And when he visited, the, you know, the person is in despair when, when he was sobbing for the loss and all of that. There was a lot of crying. He had to console the person. You know, it's difficult to even knowing what to tell the person. You can't say it's the will of God because you cannot tell it was the will of God. And it's not fair to say it's the will of God for the person to die. Hallelujah. But then after he has attended to this person who had lost the parents, he had another and on his itinerary, he had to go to another person who was doing baby christening. So he had to switch emotions from sorrow to joy in one day. That's how the work of a pastor is. <laughs> he tends to the flock. He selflessly tends to the flock. He switches from emotions. The pastor switched from emotions from happiness to sadness in one day. Hallelujah. That is the work of a pastor. Number five. The, the pastor gives a testimony of you in judgment, on the day of judgment. Your pastor, he will give a testimony of you on the day of judgment. When you stand before the beam of God, your pastor is going to give an account of you. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, the Bible said, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself for they watch for your souls as that they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you he said that <laughs> let me read it again hebrews 13 17 he said obey the people who have rule over you and submit yourselves for the watch for your souls as they must give accounts that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you so your pastors will give accounts for you before god and it will be better for you that they give this account with joy and not with grief some of you is very unfortunate that your pastors will be grieving on the day of judgment 
the account now of you you've been you've been worrying your pastors too much pastor says don't do this you'll be, you'll, you'll be disturbing the pastor pastor says don't go here you go there pastor says don't marry the person you marry the person pastor says don't enter this day, you do it pastor says don't do this you some of you your pastors have to be calling your every picture you post on your status or you post on instagram or any social media your pastor will have to call you hey this picture is not appropriate remove it hey do this hey do that every day some of your pastor have to be calling you every day have you prayed have you have you read your bible <laughs> it's serious it's serious so the bible said that they will give account of you on the day of judgment and i love the last part he said it is profitable to you that they do it with joy and not with sorrow so see on the day of judgment when we stand before the bima the bima seat of judgment everybody will have their past apart from the testimony that you'll be giving of yourself and after your work has passed through fire god will call the pastor he assigned to you and the pastor will give a testimony of you hallelujah and the bible said it will be profitable to you that on that day they give that they give that account with joy and not with sorrow it is the responsibility of a pastor to give account for you on the day of judgment glory to god moving on what look at the approval of a pastor the approval of a pastor the books and the approval that god gives a pastor before the person can become a pastor the validation of god for pastors number one the person has to be assigned the person has to be assigned according to god's own hearts the person has to be assigned according to god's own heart some of you before you submit to somebody before you allow the person to be your pastor you have to pray you have to seek the face of god you have to find out whether this person that you are going to submit yourself to is god's allotment for you is this god's plan for you that has god assigned this person to you according to his own heart? is this person your pastor in the spirit everybody has a pastor assigned to them in the annals of god and in the in the in the in the in the generals of god in the heavens it is written of you just as jesus said lo it is written of me the volume of the books to do thy will O god in the same volume of the books your pastor has been assigned to you before you were born it is by predestination so before you ask you submit yourself to anybody for the person to be your pastor you need to pray and seek the face of god god can this person be my pastor do you want this person to be my pastor is it according to your will that this person is my pastor hallelujah it must be according to the will of god number two the pastor must enter with the testimony of jesus the pastor he must enter your life with the testimony of jesus in the book of john chapter 10 verse 1 the bible said that the pastor he the bible said that the shepherd enters through the door john chapter 10 verse 2 the shepherd he enters through the door <laughs> the hiring does not enter through the door but the shepherd enters through the door and jesus said i am the gate i am the door i am the gate i am the door so any pastor that approaches you with other material things and not with jesus that is not your pastor forget about that person there are certain people who will always say oh i am your pastor i want to be your pastor i want you to be my spiritual son i want you to be my this i want you to be my that but they don't come with the knowledge of jesus there are people who are after you for the things you have some time ago i put something on my status a lot of people reacted to it and it's very interesting when you think about it what i wrote was that a lot of times when people claim they want to raise you 
as sons and daughters. The real motive behind the reason they want to raise you is that they actually want to bring you to a place where you will never forget what they have done for you. And it is not for your personal training. They want to have that hold over you that will be forever indebted to them that they have done something for you, not because they genuinely love you and they want to raise you as their pastors. There are people who don't come with Jesus. They are coming because they know that your parents have money. They know you are blessed. There are people who, by the grace of God, they can see small. They can see the great destinies that God has God has apportioned for you. And so, because of that, latch onto you. Some of some of you, the people who are saying that they are your pastors, <laughs> they are all around you because they know that you are a good preacher. They know you are anointed. They know that you can heal the sick. They know you can raise the dead. I know people who claim they are pastors for people just because the people they can sing, and they don't want the people to leave their church. Because they are the people who are responsible for the, the music ministry in the church. So they claim that they are the pastors of these people. Meanwhile, they didn't enter through the door. They are highlands, not pastors. A pastor must enter with the revelation of Jesus. Number two, a pastor approves himself with God through studying. The Bible said in the book of 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. As a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The approval of a pastor unto God is through studying. If the person says your pastor, the person should be somebody who who studies the word of God. Somebody who doesn't just read the word of God. See, if the pastor is not filled with the word of God, pastor cannot direct you. Don't forget, a pastor will lead you to a pasture whether the pasture is a green pasture or a wheat that pasture is dependent on the content of the word of god in the heart of that pastor so when a pastor is filled with the word of god and when a pastor has put himself with god through studying the word of god the pastor will lead you to green pastures when the pastor is light in the spirit and the pastor does not have any weight and has not stayed need to show himself approved. The pastor will need to dry pastures. He will need to dry places. He will need to wither grass where he will not be fed. A pastor must approve himself. He must go through proofs through the word of God. He must somebody who is studious with the word of God. You know why? Because sometimes you have to, when you want to ask questions, you need to go to your pastor. If your pastor is not grounded in your word, how will the pastor teach you? Your pastor has to be somebody who is grounded in the word of God, who can answer your questions. Even if the person, the person can't answer your question, the person can direct you to where you will get questions. The pastor must be approved with the word of God. He must be approved by God with his word. Number four, God approves a pastor to church through signs and wonders. God, he approves a pastor to the church through miracles, signs, and wonders. God, he approves, he shows everyone that he has approved of a pastor through signs, miracles, and wonders. In the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 20, the Bible said, and they went about and preached everywhere. The Lord, working through them, confirming his word by signs and miracles following. You see, so signs and miracles, they follow the word of a pastor. Every pastor who has gone through the first phase of approval, through the word can now 
go through the second phase of approval by the manifestation of the spirit and of power in your life pastors are very powerful people it is your own demerit if you look down on a pastor it is to your own it is your own palaver as we say it in ghana here it's your own palaver if you look down on the pastor the words of a pastor are powerful because a pastor that is approved has signs and wonders following him oh i can't count the number of testimonies i have heard and i have experienced myself through my few years of pastoring people there are people who will come to you with their problems and by the word of the lord you tell them hey go tomorrow by this time you receive a response i remember one time there was one person who came to me and said oh i'm going through some financial trouble i don't have money to give to the person i don't have any money to give to the person so i did what peter did silver and gold i do not have but in the name of jesus rise up and work <laughs> so i told the person tomorrow by now you'll receive a testimony and it was not up to one hour the person received the testimony and i have numerous 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 examples people going for things you know they need favor for people who need prayer people who are sick as for sickness we can't even count plenty of people you are sick you you attend to your pastor your pastor prays for you and it is gone many 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 people and pastors who have people there was a couple who had been barren been married for years six seven years had been barren the, the wife was barren she was not giving birth they went to the pastor and the pastor said the year by now you will come with your baby exactly a year from then they came with their baby why god approves of that pastor with signs miracles and wonders so god will approve of if god has assigned the pastor to you and the pastor has approved himself with god with the word of god and god is approving of the pastor with signs and miracles then you have nothing to worry about because when you go through any problem you can call your pastor when you're going to trouble call your pastor hallelujah your pastor doesn't just manifest signs miracles and wonders your pastor teaches you how to also manifest signs miracles and wonders the best pastors are the people who are not who don't let their luck be 100 percent dependent on them the best pastors and the great pastors are people who teach their flock to be like them hallelujah so if your pastor is pastoring you then he's bringing you to a place where you are also receiving the approval of god through the word of god where you're also receiving the approval of god through signs miracles and wonders hallelujah that's the work of a pastor he's approved of god he's approved by god he's after god's own heart he enters through the door glory to god the best pastors are people who teach their flock to be like them. If you are in a church, or if you have a pastor who is not teaching you to be like them, who has let you be so dependent on them that you can do nothing without them, then I'm sorry, you have the wrong pastor. You are probably in the wrong church. Go back to the drawing board. Pray about it again. God, is this the pastor you have chosen after your own heart for me? Because every pastor and the desire of every pastor is to bring the people don't forget for the perfecting of the saints he will feed you with knowledge he'll feed you with understanding for establishment so when you are not growing and the pastor you should be questioning the pastor you should be asking questions is this god's allotment for me is this what god wants for me you should be questioning why because god desires that you be brought to the place where you attain the knowledge of god where where you attain the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ the word of god must build you by the word of your pastor as your pastor grows you you become like christ that is a good pastor because look at jesus jesus grew his people somebody said something very interesting about jesus that i love so much 
he said that Jesus started his ministry when he was with his, his disciples. He used three models. He said, watch me do it. So in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the, the disciples watched him heal the sick. They watched him raise the dead. They watched him do all sorts of miracles, telling water to wine, all of that. Then at a point, he said, do it with me. So when Jesus goes somewhere, he's with them. They are ministering people. Then at a point, he said, go and do it. So then at a point, he sends them away with nothing. Go, heal the sick. Then when they came, they were excited that they were able to do it. Why? Jesus said, watch me do it. Do it with me. Do it and let me see. That is the work of a pastor. A pastor starts you fresh from the foundation. He said, hey, watch me do it. Do it with me. Go and do it. Say it. Say, watch me do it. Do it with me. Go and do it. That is a true pastor after God's own heart for you. Then the last portion that I want to talk about. I wish we had so much time. <laughs> Let's talk about the armor of a pastor. What you can do for a pastor. What you can do for a pastor. And this is a part many people don't like to hear. You see, and it's very sad because pastors are the most unappreciated people on the surface of this earth. Pastors. They are the most unappreciated. I think there are people from other countries on this platform. I don't know how pastors are honored in your countries, but in Ghana, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Some pastors are insulted. Some pastors are called are called lazy people. People say the pastors, they don't work. They are lazy. <laughs> they ascribe all sorts of names to them. They say pastors are greedy. They say pastors are, are wicked. Pastors, they are, they are lazy. They have nothing to do. But being a pastor is actually one of the most difficult things to do in the church. It's serious. Because when the, church, when the flock, they are enjoying you, you are there for them. In the night when they call you, you are there. In the morning when they go, like I said, sometimes you have to switch emotions in the day. You smile with one person, you cry with one person. You laugh with the other, you smile with the other. Cry with the other, then you come and laugh. Mixed emotions. It's a very difficult work to do. If you do not have the heart of a pastor, it's very difficult. Number one, intercede for your pastor. That's the the easiest thing you can do without money. Intercede for your pastor. In the book of 1 Thessalonians (laughs) 5.25, Paul said, he said, brethren, pray for us. That's all he says. 1 Thessalonians 5.25. He says, brethren, pray for us. Intercede for your pastor. You need to be praying for your pastor. It's not easy. Some things your pastors go to. You need to be praying for your pastor. Intercede for your pastor. They too. There's there's some people who have sacrificed themselves. I know pastors who have let go, you know, advancing their education. Let's go getting big jobs just so that they can have time for their flock. There are pastors who spend all their money on their flock. Some of you, whenever you need something, you call your pastor. Your pastor supplies for you. You need to pray for your pastor. You need to intercede for your pastor. You need to bring, you need to come to a place where you, you, you take time for your pastor. You say, God, bless the heart of this man. Bless the heart of this woman. Bless the heart of this my pastor. God, bless my pastor. Let the work of his hands be fruitful. Oh, God, bless him. Bless his family. Granting divine health in the name of Jesus. Let him rock, walk in the realities of the things he teaches me. In the, so, you need to be praying for your pastor. Paul was so arrogant too arrogant to say he said brethren pray for us brethren pray for us brethren pray for us pray for your pastor number two obey and submit to your pastor 
it looks and sounds so easy but it's actually one of the most difficult things to do a lot of people you claim you are fasted but you don't obey them and you don't submit to them submission is different from obedience obey and submit to your pastor submission means when the pastor says do this so 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 the bible says obey your parents in the lord obey your parents in the lord for this is right your parents in the lord are your pastors obey your parents who are in the lord for this is right obey your parents in the lord let obedience be a part of the culture the way you relate to your pastor obey your pastor when your pastor says you are, you are going to enter a business venture you ask for the advice of the pastor and the pastor says, don't do this do this listen to the pastor when you're in a relationship and the pastor says mm, he says that he says mm, daniel this relationship you are in i don't i don't see it ending well with you end that relationship obey the pastor i'm telling you that you'll be glad for it and you'll be happy about it hallelujah obey and submit to your pastor you need to submit to your pastor submit submission see if you are not ready to submit to a man don't call the person your pastor because once you agree that somebody should be your pastor then you should be ready to submit to the authority of that person submission very very important submission does not mean playing the fool or submission does not mean following blindly i said obey your parents in the lord as long as the instruction is in the lord obey your pastor as long as the instruction is in the lord submit to your pastor obey your parents in the lord the next one the next one share with your pastor every good thing <laughs> i'm going to get a little controversial share with your pastor every good thing galatians chapter 6 verse 6 galatians 6 6 the bible said let he that is taught in the word communicate with him who teaches him in all good things let him that is taught with the word communicate with the one who teaches him the word in all good things let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things when you look at other you can read the message version you can read the nlt new living translation you can read the the Bofat bible and all of that then you realize that actually he speaks of giving your pastor when you receive something good give your pastor some communicate with your pastor in all good things i realize that church people church folk like to communicate with their pastor in only good news they come and, and a lot more only communicate with their pastor in bad news when something bad happens you know who to talk to now when you talk to your pastor when something bad has happened immediately you are calling your pastor but when something good happens to you, you don't call your pastor <laughs> they are when you receive scholarship when you receive cash gifts when you receive opportunities when you receive especially money i want to hit on money there are people when you receive money you don't want to call your pastor when money comes you don't know your pastor that one you bless god but when trouble comes you call your pastor communicate with your pastor in, it's not just about money in all good things when good news comes share with your pastor when opportunities come that you think will help your pastor share with them hallelujah because they tend to you they pray for you they are there for you they have oversight over you so when you receive all good things share with your pastor glory to god number i don't know which number we are i think number four 
Number four, honor your pastor. Honor your pastor. First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen. Honor your pastor. Honor your pastor. He said, "Let those who have rule over you be counted unto double honor, especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine." First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen. Especially those who have let the elders that rule well, let them be counted worthy of double honor. Say double honor. Pastors are worthy of honor, and pastors are worthy of double honor. You see, they rule well. They are the people who have who God has given direct oversight over your life. Hallelujah. So the people who have direct oversight over you, the pastors, the prophets, the teachers, and all of that, they, they are worthy of honor. But they don't rule directly over you. The people who are in the church with you and who rule directly over you, they are the pastors. So the pastors are worthy of double honor. Double honor. So whatever honor you would have ascribed to a prophet, you need to ascribe double honor to your pastor. I'm telling you, a lot of times, people look outside their church to give honor to other people. People don't like giving their pastors double honor at all. There are people I know who are listening to me. You don't listen to your pastor. You think your pastor is not powerful. Because you have found an online preacher who speaks a certain way and has a mass following on social media. Your pastor might not have following on social media, but your pastor is very powerful and your pastor is worthy of double honor. Honor is not dependent on social media following. There are certain pastors, nobody knows them, and we'll come to that very soon. Nobody knows them on social media, but they deserve double honor. And this is the word of God I'm giving to you this evening. And I'm directing you that if you have neglected your pastor, please go back and give your pastor honor. Some time ago, I was getting fooled by this same ideology. I was, I was finding people online and I was listening to their messages. And I ended up having them pastor me. That then, yeah, in fact, they were not even my pastors because they were not directly linked to me. God had not given them to me. There are people who contribute to your growth. Yes, you listen to sermons and all of that. That's good. That's great. Sermons are great. Wonderful messages are great. Online messages are great. But then, when I was doing all these things, God directed me. God said, hey, pay attention to the pastor I have given you. And I went back and I listened to the sermons of that pastor. And I realized that actually, my pastor is a very powerful pastor. Because the messages he gives are spot on. Directly according to the word of God. My pastor challenged me to read the whole Bible cover to cover. No other pastor has done that for me before. My own pastor, he taught me. He entered the challenge with me. He said, hey, we are reading the Bible. This year, we are reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. By the time we got to December, my pastor had read the Bible through and through, two times. You see? So my, that's my pastor. is worthy of double honor. Some of you, your pastors, they have been your pastors for three generations. They have pastored your grandparents. They have pastored your parents. They are pastoring you. Some of you to oh, pastor your children. They are worthy of double honor. Stop looking for honor on social media. There are people you honor. Some of you have never posted your pastor on your status before. If you are the one with your video chat, your audio open, please mute it. Some of you, you have never ever posted your pastor on your social media before. But there's this man of God on social media who is popular. That you have been posting their sermons and every <laughs> you have been preaching from their content because they are popular say mercy i pray that god will direct you and god will guide your heart 
to honor your pastor. Say, I will honor my pastor. Say it again. Say, I will honor my pastor. Your pastor is worthy of double honor. Double honor. He said, especially, from the scripture we read, he said, especially the ones, especially the ones who labor in the word and in doctrine. There are pastors who have who, who deserve extra honor apart from the double honor because they labor in the word and in doctrine. They labor. Some of you, your pastors, they carry for you, they pray for you. <laughs> like Paul said, he said, I travel again and again until Christ is formed in you. Some of your pastors have been praying for you, sir. Hey, don't honor your pastor. Your pastor is worthy of double honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there are things pastors go through that you never know. And that the proofs that you have to go through to be approved by God to become a pastor. Being a pastor is not about titles. It's not about the title pastor. There are people who are your pastors who don't have the title pastor, but they have been pastoring you for many years. And the thing that the pastors go through, oh goodness, we'll be praying for pastors very soon. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, look at this. The Bible said, Let's start from verse 3. 2 Corinthians 6, 3. I'm going to read it downwards all the way to verse 10. 2 Corinthians 6, 3. The Bible said, giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed. So there are people, there are pastors who don't give up so that the ministry will not be scorned, so that the ministry will not be blamed. There are pastors who don't, he said, giving no offense. Some pastors, they don't take offense. When you put offend them, they don't, they don't take offense because they don't want the ministry to be blamed. He said, giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed. Verse 4, but in all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. Verse 5, in stripes, in imprisonment, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fasting. Some of your pastors, your pastors have been fasting for you, they've been praying for you. Verse 6, by pureness, by knowledge by long suffering by kindness by the holy ghost <laughs> paul has a very interesting sense of humor is that by kindness by the holy ghost some of you the things you do to your pastor if they want to use your attitude towards them to be kind to you they will never be kind to you so paul said by kindness by the holy ghost by love of faith verse seven by the word of truth by the power of god by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left by armor and dishonor by evil reports and good reports. Now, you give evil reports about your pastors. You give evil reports as deceivers and yet true. Many people call pastors deceivers. Many people say pastors deceive. Pastors deceive. Like I said, in Ghana, it's bad. Pastors are liars. Pastors are lazy. As deceivers and yet they are true. Verse 9. As unknown and yet well known. Pastors are unknown. Nobody knows them. Nobody might know your pastor, but he's your pastor. He has been taking care of you. He has been praying for you. He has been praying for you as unknown yet well known. In fastings, in trouble, as unknown yet well known. As dying and behold, we live. As chastened and not killed. Verse 10. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Some of your pastors are sorrowful. But they don't let you see their cries. They don't let you see their sorrows. They don't let you see they are sad. They don't let you see they need money. They don't let you see they are going through things. Every time you speak to them, they are smiling. At sorrowful, yet always smiling. 
as poor, yet making many rich. Oh, some pastors are very poor. Pastors, <laughs> a lot of pastors are very poor people. They are very poor people, but they don't let you know. Yet they make you rich. Yes, they make you rich. So for your part, so for the things that you are enjoying today, the pastor will be prophesying to you, praying over you, calling you, praying with you, uh, prophesying to yes. Tell me, your, your pastor will call you, tell you the word of God. He will, he will direct you, do this, put your money here, do that, and you become prosperous. Yet they are poor. I know a pastor, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have anything. When you see his children, it's as if that, but his people are all rich. Why? Because he has been sacrificing his life for them. He has been sacrificing himself for them. As poor, he is making many rich. Oh, the good pastor. The good pastor. The good pastor. So you want to pray for your pastor this evening. He said, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. A lot of pastors, all they know how to possess are the things in their spirits. The spiritual things. Knowing that we are blessed with all spiritual gifts in heavenly places, they are not able to manifest. Why? Because they don't have the manifestations of the things physically. You don't share with them. But this evening, you want to pray for your pastor. You want to intercede for your pastor. You want to say, Oh God, help me to honor my pastor. Help me to honor my pastor. Help me to honor my pastor. Help me to be there for my pastor. Oh God, hold my pastor. Hand his heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Help me to fast for my pastor. Help me to pray for my pastor. Oh God, every trouble my pastor is going through. Come on, lift your voice. Every trouble my pastor is going through. Oh God, let there be provision for my pastor in the name of Jesus. Oh, let them receive double honor. In everything they put their hands in, let them receive double honor. In everything they touch, let it be blessed in the name of Jesus. Every blessing they pronounce over our lives, let it manifest in their lives also. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. The Lord God, let our pastors manifest the fruit of the things they pray over us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray. Let their family be protected. Let my pastor receive double for their trouble. Let their soul be changed into dancing. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare that financial doors are opening for our pastors. Hey, that ministry doors are opening for our pastors. In the name of Jesus, we pray that they are receiving the strength of the Holy Ghost. We pray that our pastors, they will receive strength by His Spirit in our inner man, that Christ may rule in our hearts by faith. In the name of Jesus, let our pastors be fortified. Let our pastors be made strong bless my pastor oh lord be there for my pastor oh lord don't let my pastor lack anything oh god whatever he prays for let it come to pass in the name of jesus i commit the the, the children of my pastor into your hands oh god father let their children rise up into high places in the name of jesus lord let the manifestations of the grace of god be evident in the life of the pastor in the name of jesus i pray for financial breakthrough for my pastor oh god bless us Heart. Don't let his sacrifice be in vain. He's a co-laborer with God. We are God's husbandry. We are God's building. But he's a co-laborer with you. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Let him be built up in you. Let him 
built up in the things of God. Let him be manifest, oh God. Approve his ministry by signs, miracles, and wonders. In the name of Jesus, propel my pastor's ministry, oh God. Open doors of ministry for him. Open doors of ministry for him. Open doors of ministry for him. Open doors for ministry for him. In the name of Jesus, let opportunities be open from the left, right, center, top down. In the name of Jesus, opportunities for development, opportunities for perfection, opportunities for advancement. In the name of Jesus, I pray that my pastor receives divine health. In the name of Jesus, any ailment in the body of my pastor. I command that illness to leave his body in the name of Jesus. I pray that, oh God, let the grace of God that advances divine health, let it be manifest in the life of my pastor in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that as he imbibes the word of God, let it replenish his mortal body in the name of Jesus. Any pastor that that labors in the word and in doctrine pastors around the world in the name of jesus pastors that go the extra mile pastors that pray for their flock pastors that fast for their flock in the name of jesus father let them receive double honor in the name of jesus bless me that i may bless my power also in the name of jesus bless me with gifts that i might bless my pastor also with gifts in the name of jesus let the grace of god that brings peace and understanding let the grace of God that brings peace and growth, peace and growth, growth in stature, growth in wisdom, growth in the fear of the Lord, growth in understanding, in the name of Jesus, growth in depth in the spirit, growth in the manifestation of the spirit of God, growth in the manifestation of the gifts of God, growth in the expression of ministry. Let it be the portion of my pastor in the name of Jesus. I declare that my pastor will not struggle in ministry. My pastor will supply oh god let the supply of the holy ghost the manifestation of the proofs of god in signs miracles and wonders the supply of the proofs of god in signs miracles and wonders the supply of the proofs of god in signs miracles and wonders they will not say my pastor is a powerless one because they will manifest wonders they will manifest signs in the name of jesus when they stretch their hands there'll be visible tokens of manifestation of the spirit of god in the name of jesus when he lays hands on the sick they will be healed in the name of jesus when he prophesies it will come to pass in the name of jesus i pray for the heart of my pastor that my pastor will not give up in ministry because of money let there be financial provision oh god put them in the place where they are comfortable where they can do ministry in all comfort in the name of jesus let my pastor receive double honor even in the name of jesus glory to god father we thank you for all pastors we thank you god for this great gift that you have given unto men and lord we thank you for that, that they continue to sacrifice themselves as unknown yet well known sorrowful yet always rejoicing in trials often in fastings often in pain often lord give them double for their trouble in the name of the lord jesus let my pastor step into a place of fruitfulness and manifestation of the grace of god that makes a man comfortable in the proofs of his ministry in the manifestation of the will of god for their lives even in the name of jesus glory to god in jesus name amen and amen
bless you so much. Thank you. Jimena, over to you. We pray for him that anything that is on his heart, any heart desire that he has, oh Lord, by virtue of him ministering on this platform, may that heart desire, oh Lord, come to pass in Jesus' name. We are praying for him that may the blessings of that that is allocated with this ministry may he attain it just by being here let's pray kadosa li amosata la asita la masoti elaba rakidu ilena masati elaika losa dari elaba sheke lebosa dari elaba sheke lebosa leke teka mana mama sheke lebosa losa elaba sheke lebosa we thank you Father we bless you in Jesus name Amen God bless you so much, Dr. Michael. We are honored to sit under your ministry. We learned so much. We learned so much. We were fascinated and we were also motivated in the word. Thank you for breaking down the word for us. Thank you for allowing God to use you to bless us. We, we pray that this, this blessing that you bless us will not go to waste. And we pray that God will bless you abundantly for, for, for coming here, for answering our request. We thank you. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate God bless you so much, God. God bless you so much. I want us all to um, thank um, Dr. Michael in the comment section. Let's thank him for coming. Amen. Hopefully, we Amen. might get Amen. Amen. Amen, boss. Hopefully we might receive us again. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we might receive us again. God bless you, God. Amen, God. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you all who are here tonight. Also, um, be under the ministration of God. Thank you so much for coming. I hope, I know you were blessed as I was because I was. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of what coming. This is our first ministration of, of, of a guest minister, and it went so well. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm truly blessed. Before I end the video call, um, Brother Daniel, is there anything that you want to say? Like you have said, we, we have been have been really blessed. You have been really blessed this evening. And I don't know about you all, but I've, I've been in my room and my mind is just blown. 
you know, there are things in the Bible that I, I was reading and I missed. And and, and and by the grace of God, it has been revealed. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. It's always an honor to sit under the ministration. And you can tell that um, Dr. Mike is a student of the word and the Holy Spirit speaks to him. Yeah, so it's no coincidence that we decided to start the uh, inviting guest ministers to, to, to this platform. And we start, we, we decided to start with him. Amen. It's such an amazing ministration and, and I've been blessed. And God bless you so much, sir. God bless you. May God restore every lost energy, time, virtue, anything that you have you have expelled and, and, and spent in, in the preparation and delivering of this, this word. God bless you so much, sir. We are very honored. Amen. 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 Bless God. And thank you for the opportunity. A day for you, eh? You can just call me anytime. Unfortunately, I can't type in the chat because I've been banned by Telegram for some reason. But, but um, I want to say thank you, everybody. Everybody saying God bless you, God bless you, God bless you all more. It's always an honor. Amen. 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 We love you so much, boss. Brother Phil. <laughs> we love you so much, boss. Um, thank God for all of you being here. And I'll end with, I love you all so much, but I won't die for you. So literally, God loves you more. Jesus loves you more. God bless you. Have a beautiful evening. Stay blessed. Bye. Love you guys.